Last time on Video Night. Yeah, 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 but why scissors in the first place? It's like petting a bunny. And now... Good evening, Michael. All right. Take it easy. What the heck? What? Cool your jets, mister. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Every time I watch Days of Confused, I got that song stuck in my head for like two weeks. Yeah, so this is the kick around lazy days of not necessarily summer, but youth. I suppose. That's the topic. Yeah, you know, I was actually torn on this for a little while because I thought this was just kind of like one of those slice of life, hanging out kind of episodes. I didn't know if it primarily had to do with, like, you know, youngsters because I was like, well, Car Wash is pretty damn good and I think a lot of people have kind of forgot about that movie. That's just kind of like people hanging out at work. But they're older, you know, they're like our age. Yeah. And there was another one I had in mind. Oh, of course, I had Fast Times, but you think that Fast Times has been talked about too much, so we'll move on. Yeah, yeah, Fast, Fast Times is just old hat. Old hat. Everybody, it's you know classics, and then ooh, she gets out that's of the. That's not even you know what. She gets out of the you know pool and topless. That's and, not even my favorite part right. by a long shot. I'm it's sure. In my top 10 I'm and, sure and it's people, not. Oh, like, but I'm just saying this is like the Zeke guys is always talking about that and Judge Reinhold. But like the 80s had a lot of these types of movies, not just Fast Times, but primarily really John Hughes. He had his hand yeah. in this type of a film. The it happens either in a day or in a day and a half or two days. So like, yeah, like well, Breakfast Club and stuff like any, that. Yeah, we're not going to discuss any of his stuff here, but you can kind of feel his influence on a later film that we're going to discuss, um, Empire Records. You can definitely feel a huge vibe there. But in general, this is kind of something that was driven by what Cameron Crowe started. I feel like he had a heavy influence on the four movies we're going to choose and a direct influence on one of them. Yeah, he, well, he that's it. the... Yeah, he wrote it. It's a sequel, sort of. It's a soft sequel. <laughs> what is it? It's called Wildlife. This is America, Bill. So I want you to live it up, stud man. This is the last summer blast. It's a fast life. Great party, Bill. Thanks. It's a low life. Who wants something? I do, I do. It's a high life. It's a wild life. Hi, I'm Bill Conrad, and you are... Not interested. If you don't get out of here right now, I'm going to scream. You won't scream. I'll scream. You won't scream. <laughs> You said you wanted an adventure. I just can't believe it's with a cop. You almost got us killed. Hey, as soon as you're scared, you're the one who needed your freedom. Well, I didn't know that was an excuse for you to start going out with the entire male race. Now, from the creators of Fast Times at Richmond High, <laughs> comes something even faster. Do you like to be my roommate? I thought you'd never ask. They're doing it. It's casual. They're saying it. It's casual. They're living the wildlife. But what is it? Is it a sequel? I feel like wildlife takes place in the same area. Like maybe even the same. Do they even say exactly what town it takes place in? Uh, I, I'm not this? sure. Or just kind of like every town, California kind of deal. Well, well um, it's I feel definitely like it takes, LA. It takes place in the same town, just different people. You know, it's only, what, two years later after Fast Times? Yeah. If they hadn't revealed that Spicoli's little brother was so much younger, you could almost feel like that was his doofus brother. Uh. Um, and in fact, you know, his real life brother. It's weird, though. I feel like he's poorly cast. He is the worst character. Actually, I'm going to say this. I kind of obsessed about Fast Times Richmond High. It's definitely my top 10. Wildlife has hardly any likable characters. It's a really frustrating watch because I feel like it's forcing a lot of stuff down your throat. Everything that was great about Fast Times was kind of pulled out of this movie and I feel like it's closer to being like Porky's, you know, a raunchier version. If it wasn't for Eric Stoltz and Ian Michael Smith, I just, I don't think I would care about this movie. Huh, hmm, that's interesting (laughs) because I actually quite... (laughs) 
You wouldn't expect me to, but I quite enjoyed this one. You don't feel like the it's casual BS that was going on in the movie was just forced? It's just like, oh, well, the studio wants something a little more uh, R-rated. Yeah, that okay, much it's casual. Okay, okay, yes. So we, let's let's get to the, the actors. Chris Penn, Eric Stoltz, you said. Leah Thompson. And there's Hart Bachner, who was in Die Hard. He's like, Holmes, booby. Every time I see his face, I just think of that's a ridiculous line. <laughs> of course, he shoots him a second later. Yeah. Uh, Jenny Wright. Okay. She was in Near Dark. Hart, he looks like a young Chris Evans, sort of, like, three years ago. Yeah, before he grew the beard or after the beard for Snowpiercer? Around that time. They look very so similar. I was watching it, and I'm like, dang, like, Chris Evans really lucked out, I suppose, by getting all the Marvel stuff that he did to make him such a superstar. But Hart, right. Hart if he was now, he could have probably, if he was as good as or equal to or better than Chris Evans, maybe? You know? Anyway. Have you seen Hart Bachner lately? Because he's still pretty good looking. It's like he's barely aged, unless this is an old photo. I remember when he decided that he wasn't going to act anymore, that he was going to be a director, and he did the college movie with Jeremy Pitt. Oh, he... What? PCU? Yeah, Hart Bachner directed it. He directed that, and I think he directed Apartments. He's one of those guys that, unless you really know film, you're not going to know the name. You just At best, you're going to go, oh, that's the dude from Die Hard. It's the best you're going to get, because he was always kind of one of those under the radar. Remember he was the villain like in the second Urban Legends movie? And so he did PCU, High School High, and Just Add Water. I guess he just starred in Apartment Zero. For some reason, I thought he directed that, but I think Martin Donovan actually directed Apartment Zero. His role is a, is a cop who's abusing his station. He's just using his charm and good looks and badge to finagle a young lady into uh, giving it up for him. Yeah. Yeah, see, like, I don't really know why I should like this. I just think it has a good flow to the movie. I really think that's basically the goodness out of it. Like, how the camera drifts in and out of these characters' lives. It does have some social commentary stuff, especially about the Vietnam War and the Vietnam vet thing. And the fascination with Vietnam that these young kids have. Yeah, that was interesting that they brought that in. They're into like it. punks, but not punks. They're like army punks type thing. It's weird. I think of Lindsay from Freaks and Geeks. That's the only other time I've seen where people under like 20 were even interested in Vietnam at the time. Of course, I was only, what, seven at the time, so I didn't even know what Vietnam was until a few years later. But it's, Ian Michael Smith reminds me of a lot of kids, though, that I went to high school with. They weren't like burnout stoners. They weren't like, you know, Bad troublemakers, but they're kids that just didn't fit in, you know, and, and they latched on to this kind of almost forgotten under, you know, under the radar kind of thing. Like, we kind of ignored Vietnam vets afterwards. Um, some people, in fact, treat them like crap. Yeah. So he kind of latches on to that, that, you know, they're outcasts, he feels like an outcast, and a very interesting part of the movie is that is That is journey. actually the part that has the most texture in the film. The rest is kind of typical teen uh, goof-off crap. Yeah. You know? Well, the mall part... Um, Especially the mall itself seems, of course, like straight out of Fast Times Return High. Rick Moranis amuses me to no end. How many movies did he yes, make around this time? I feel like he's uh, like honestly, every other one. That is my favorite role in this movie. It's so small, but it's perfect. It's so subtle the humor in it. I love his his role, Rick Moranis. We forgot to mention him earlier, but yeah, he's the best role and he's the tiniest role. There's another actor in here who seems like he was in every movie around this era of this type of you know like mini genre, like the teen exploitation kind of film. Was Michael Bowen. Am I wrong? I think it seemed like he popped up every single time. You t- oh, okay, Valley Girl. Oh, you know this. And he he was a very hired actor, I would say, around this time. He did a bunch of stuff. He's a Tarantino. Yeah, guy. yeah. Well, look at this though. In the '80s, he was in Less Than Zero, Iron Eagle, Private Resort, Night of the Comet, The Wildlife, Valley Girl, and 
about 80 TV shows. And for those of you like me who, like, don't know his name, really, he's Buck in Kill Bill. He's that awful, terrible Buck. Or he's Michael Keaton's partner in Jackie Brown. Yeah. So, and he's he's also one of those very textured actors. He's got a face. Yeah. And he never really seems to those, play the guys. same exact... He usually plays, like, kind of like a tool character, but each time he does it so different. He's, he's a really underrated kind of character actor. Right. So, the basic plot is Eric Stoltz wants to get out of his house because he wants to be an adult. Uh, he's just turned 18 and he wants to live on his own. He gets in his own apartment hanging out at some complex that has a lot of doctors so be quiet because they got weird schedules and then chris penn crashes at his place he he talks him into letting him be his roommate and then proceeds to throw this massive party which destroys half the oops spoilers destroys a lot of property i've been to a party exactly like this i've seen a gentleman's head go right through a wall are you serious and he got kicked out the next day because these parties don't exist yes they do what are you talking about oh no no these parties exist i've been at one and i shouldn't have been at one because i was underage but i've literally seen just like wrestling tables destroy people outside cops showing up someone's head go through the wall yeah no yes no yes no oh yeah wow it's not that I want to ever be at these parties. They just seem like fiction to me. No, it's it was. I was uncomfortable the whole time. I was brought over by a friend of mine, and I was just like, I don't know any of you people. You all seem stupid. I'm just going to do this. I'm going to try to be social. Try to be social. Come on, do it, do it, do it, you know? And uh, <laughs> and I just found myself there after an hour, and I was just like, this sucks, but I have no way home now. I'm way too far away. It's freezing cold. Uh... So I had to tolerate it until my friend wanted to go home, and then eventually I did just, I just, after his head went through the wall, I was like, oh, there's no way this goes well, and I don't want to be part of this. So I just walked, freezing my ass off the whole way back to campus, and I found out the next day the cops came out. Oh, gosh. Yeah, good thing you got out of there, because you're so rough-looking, the cops would have totally <laughs> taken you. They would have been like, that guy! They would have been like, what's a 12-year-old doing here? I'm like, I'm 20! Leave. All right, no, hold on a second. <laughs> Does that keep me out of trouble? <laughs> So, for those of you who don't know, he doesn't at all look like any of the rogues gallery. You want to know who I look like? If you've seen The Gate, you know his nerdy friend with glasses? <laughs> I am the grown-up version of that. Which is ironic because he's totally bigger and thicker and satanic in Australia now. Oh, really? Oh, does he still act? No. Oh, okay, good. No, he's I don't just want people who are in Australia. You look like and that he looks guy that was in nothing. Film. He looks nothing like you right. now, which is odd because you guys were the same age when that movie came out. In fact, it was just me. about. Um, uh, I switched identities <laughs> with someone, and now that that guy is uh, going to be cursed with that role forever, and I'm free. So I'm gonna say I do like wildlife. Eh, you can hunt it down. It is a huntable movie. You can find it, but it's very hard to find. And uh, I, I would say check it out. There's a uh, more plot with the Hart Brockner character and Leah Thompson and Eric Stoltz manning up and stuff. Yeah, there's some good fun to it. Yeah, but there's two versions of this movie though. The manufacturer on demand version from Universal is missing a lot of the music, whereas we found a different version which has the original cut. Yeah, but yeah, which is all right. So cool. I want to say this real quick before. Uh, we... But but I I get it. I get what yeah, you're I saying. I was I was miserable the it, whole time, especially during the stripper scene. I was like, these guys are a bunch of a holes. Right. That scene, I was like. 
I guess, okay, but why is it in this movie? That was me during that scene. So yeah, I get I get what you're saying. There is a scene when he's getting out of the pool. Chris Penn's character gets out of the pool and his hair's all like wet back and everything. His ears stick out so bad. He, for a brief moment, looks like Sloth from Goonies. Like, I could not get that out of my head. Oh. <laughs> Watch it! Go look at that scene and just think, Hey, you guys! <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh uh, well i'm glad he's not around to hear you say that if i liked the movie more i think this conversation would have gone better but man i was just so irritated i just wanted it over with no so it, it's cool it's cool it's casual it, it's worth it's casual it's worth checking out especially <laughs> it's casual you're right. Ugh, I hate the phrase. I do. I hate it. I can't stand that phrase. This movie has, I don't know, it's like half alright and half not alright. So, depending on your mood. Alright, next. Depending on the way the wind blows, you're gonna like it. <laughs> yeah. Next on our list, uh, if we're gonna go in chronological order, is going to be Dazed and Confused. This country is founded by people who were into aliens, man. George Washington, man, he was in a cult. And the cult was into aliens, man. You didn't know that? No. Oh, man, they were way into that type of stuff, man. It was the last day of school. Uh, Miss Crawford. I was thinking that maybe you and I can get together over the summer. I mean, it'll be legal. I mean, it can make... It was the first day of summer vacation. You guys know anything about a party here tonight? No, sir. It was a time they will never forget. There's a new fiesta in the making as we speak. I thought he was cute. Oh, this... You thought he was cute? Do you realize when he graduated, we were like three years old? If only... They could remember it. Okay. So you're not going to go to law school? What do you want to do then? I want to dance. You going to be quarterback next year? I don't know. I might not even play. You're in need of a serious attitude adjustment, young man. Super dominant male in a 50s greaser uniform. That's what I love about these high school girls, man. I get older, they stay the same age. <laughs> the 50s were boring. The 60s rocked. The 70s, oh my god, they obviously suck. Dazed and confused. See it with a bud. Behind every good man, there's a woman. And that woman was Martha Washington, man. And every day George would come home, she'd have a big fat bowl waiting for him, man, when he'd come in the door, man. She was a hip, a hip, hip lady, man. Now, you're probably yes. wondering why we're talking about this movie. Now, it's a huge cult hit. It's sold like crazy. It's made Universal tons of money, but it was a bomb when it came out. I think at most it was made it? like two and a half. I don't know months. this. I don't know this fact. Yeah, I remember no reading the box office fact. on it. They were pushing hard, trying to get this, you know, notice for the Oscars and, and just get people to notice it, period. And it did nothing in theaters. And people were like kind of confused because the, just like the way it was with Mallrats, is the audience loved it. But trying to get somebody into a movie where it looks like nothing really happens is kind of difficult. Yeah. I didn't see it in the theater, I confess. But I did see it, and I liked it since I've seen it. And I've always liked it. And I can't, again, necessarily put my finger on why I liked it. A lot of the characters are unlikable <sighs> because they're high school characters, and they're all jerks. Everybody's a jerk. Are they? Because I'm Except not feeling for... that. I actually quite enjoy some of the characters. There, um, There is some uh, truth. Okay. Ben Affleck all the cornered jocks. the universe on jerks at that time. It's kind of yeah. weird that he's now, yeah, like, yeah. you know, so loved. Yeah, and his buddies are jerks by association. They're like, yeah, okay, that's his thing. He's a jerk. And... You know, we're going to spank the freshmen, whatever, you know? You know what I think it is? I think what it is is, is because these people seem like real people. There's no setup and punchline. Yeah. There's nothing. Like, what, the problem with wildlife 
is a lot of the characters feel like they're written to have uh, funny one-liners and um, to have outrageous moments. It, it feels more natural. And that's the way Richard Linklater directs all of his movies. Uh, uh, except for, that, in contrast with a later one that we're going to talk about, I'll say it now, Suburbia. Later, we'll say it again. This is way more natural. Yeah. Well, it's because Suburbia is a stage play. It has a different yeah. feel. But Days of Confused feels like, I'm not even sure if this was a script or not. I don't know if it was partially improv. It just, it just flows so, so well. Yeah, it does. I enjoy watching. Like, it'll be on whatever. However it comes on and I'm nearby, it's magnetic. I'm never in the mood to put it on, honestly. But if it's ever on, I'm like a moth. There's a drinking game with Days of Confused that I have created. Every single time that Wiley Wiggins scrunches his face up and takes his hair back behind his ear, uh, take a drink. You'll be drunk in five minutes. What the heck is that game called? Um, name it. You gotta give it a name. Uh, Drunkosaurus Rex. I don't know. <laughs> no, come on. It's, it's gotta be something related to the okay, movie. Okay, so what is Wiley Wiggins' names? Um, Mitch. Damn it, there's no joke with that. Uh, let's get Wiley. You got it. There you go. A variation of get Wiley. <laughs> got it. Okay, good. I'm never gonna play that game, but <laughs> no, near it's my. good to know that it has a name. Yeah, so I I really do like Days and Confused. He's he's this freshman, gonna be a freshman, and the seniors going out, graduating seniors. It's the last day of school, isn't it? Yeah. And there's a big party at, at the end of the night, but all throughout the day, senior ditch day, basically, the seniors are gallivanting about, and the major jocks are gonna take a basically a cricket bat. It's a big paddle, and they're gonna smack the butts of all the incoming freshmen. Because they got a haze. I, I've never known this sort of thing. You didn't? Oh, I still remember my first day of high school where two seniors threw me in the trash can. Oh, well, that's just like picking up the scrawny kid and throwing him in the yeah, trash can. Yeah, but I remember they were like, like we got to get. Hazing, is it? They said, we got to get some freshmen today. And all of a sudden, like, the shudder went up my spine. And I knew they could tell. And they were like, oh, shit. And then <laughs> I feel myself being lifted. I was tormented the whole year. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to leave that up to just bullying, period. I'm never ever going to forget the day that I was in gym class and I was in the locker room and I was just in my shorts and I was taken and thrown outside in 10 degree weather and I had to run no. around the entire building barefoot no. to the front doors and walk back to gym and get my clothes. Gosh, I think yeah. maybe you had it worse than me. I don't know. Yeah. In high it could school, have been worse, though. I could have been naked. That's how I'm dealing with this. Is okay, at least I well, wasn't naked. I just had my gym I didn't have on. a gym. I, we didn't have a gym. It was a private school, and they hadn't built the gym yet. Every day, food was thrown at me. I was physically threatened or, like, actually contact was made with my testicles, with a foot, somebody oh. else's foot. So, not, not every day. That was just one day where I was kicked twice in a row uh, by dudes who were like, watch this, kick, kick. Hilarious. Yeah. So funny. I've taken a big old whipping right to the nuts, man. I just We're standing in a circle. All of a sudden, one guy whispers to the other guy, and the other guy just kicks me right in the nuts. And what do I do? Of course, I do nothing because I'm a pacifist. No. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're a pacifist or what? Is that what you said? Yes, a pacifist or just a flat-out wimp. Well, no. I took martial arts and the martial arts decree was if you don't have to fight don't i watched american ninja 50 times does that count (laughs) well if they have the lesson if you don't have to fight don't yeah that counts but so i never really fought because i never really needed to i could just like i could take it i don't like it it's misery and it, it made me miserable 
So th- there's an aspect of Dazed and Confused to bring it back that I'm not necessarily comfortable with, and that's the bully thing. But yeah. I, it, it's really not glorifying those guys. It's slice of lifing those guys. Yeah, well, I like uh, the fact that Jeremy London doesn't really want to take part of it. it. It's also unusual that this movie has two leads, who both get the same amount of time. Usually it's just one lead and then his friends around him, whereas you got one chunk with Jeremy London, you got the other chunk with Wiley Wiggins. I would have preferred more focus on a third, maybe uh, a female-driven there, story. Well, there was kind of, but not too drastically. That was the hazing of the, the girls. Yeah, it seems so minor, though, that it didn't even seem like a focus whatsoever. Maybe, I don't know, Richard Linklater always seems to be pretty good at writing women. So I'm I know, but Richard Link, this is an early Richard Linklater. This is his second movie, right? So, yeah, yeah, true, true. So, he, and he's also a dude, and he's also made some sort of sequel recently uh, about the baseball Everybody want. Have you seen it? I haven't seen no, it. No, I, I haven't seen it either. I think that he makes a lot of dude movies when he really gets into the dude mode, and yeah. I think that's what this really is. And Rory Cochran is in it. He's like the neutral guy. He's there to just have Definitely. one-liners and stuff. I, it's funny, every time I watch the movie, I feel like Rory Cochran escaped from like some sort of Lord of the Rings-style movie and just ended up in our universe. Like He's just a happy little elf. You think elf? Hmm. What <laughs> What other kind one. of... He's not a troll. He's not an no. orc. He's not a... Uh, Maybe Smeagol before he went bad. He's not a hobbit. I don't know. I don't know elf. I don't know fantasy creature names. <laughs> yeah, elf lore. <laughs> So most of these people went on to some great success. There's one actor in here who I actually really, really liked, and nothing really happened with him after this was Sasha Jensen. I don't know why I find him so entertaining, and yet I couldn't tell you a single thing he did after this. I could tell you a couple things he did before. Right. What? What? Name one. Well, he's in Buffy. Right. He's in That's the uh, one. Halloween 4. No, no. Buffy. That's the only one you should pay attention to. <laughs> I like Halloween 4. No. I've, I've just... Oh, okay. I I, I, you can't stop me. I've, <laughs> yeah, I can't stop stop you but i can stop me and i am i have stopped me from and this is a big digression from the topic but i'm just gonna mention it i can't stand the halloween franchise Any not even the it. first one i am all right with halloween one and three three is really great i love three but halloween one i'm all right with any others no get away from me reboots <laughs> get away from me i will watch Trick or treat <laughs> Kicking the door like Buster Rhymes. Uh-uh. No, none of them. <laughs> I I gave them my time this year. All of my time this year. And no. Really? The consensus why? is no. They're bad. They're, they're just well, no, really No, I mean, why did made. you watch all of them this year? I'm curious. Oh, I, I needed to know what, why what, what? I, I didn't like them. okay i hate this movie it's time to spend a lot of time with these movies i I sometimes punish myself about you know my opinions so (laughs) the other person is michelle burke it's true that she did do coneheads no no she did coneheads right before this and then she did major league two she also kind of disappeared i thought she's pretty entertaining as well yeah i mean that is one of the other isn't she one of the leads she has the bond with the young freshman girl that's being hazed that's true you know what maybe i'm wrong i've seen this movie like 80 times and apparently i got amnesia the second and I got done watching it every single time. <laughs> well, that's how suburbia is with me. Suburbia! Nothing ever changes, man. 50 years from now, we're all gonna be dead, and there'll be new people standing here, drinking beer, eating pizza, bitching and moaning about the price of Oreos, and they won't even know we were ever here. Yo, you're getting me all upset here. Look at us. Are we all dressed the same? Eating the yogurt. We all talk the same. Checking the voicemail. We all watch the same TV. Sharing the bikini line. <laughs> Sometimes I just want something different, you know? Ponies coming here to the corner? Pony? What's a pony? 
You mean the geek who played the folk music at the senior prom? Yes! Well, you wanted to get together with your close friend, Pony the Rockstar, I understand. The corner. I mean, nothing's changed. Didn't you see that video on MTV? Oh, I shot my TV. You still living at your mom's? He's rich and he's famous. He's got everything and you've got nothing. Great concert tonight, huh? Oh, you were there? <laughs> no. I don't need a limousine to know who I am, all right? Right on. You know what? He doesn't need the limo, man. I don't have an answer. I don't have a message. Okay, great. Well, now he's crying. It's this tar pit of stupidity that we're all stuck in. Put back the leprechaun. Go! <laughs> Top of the world, Ma! You don't belong here. No, you don't belong here. We were here before you. What are we doing, Jeff? You and me. I'm moving out to L.A. Oh, that's nice. They have many convenience stores there for you to stand in front of. Is great and terrible at the same time? It's also I by hate. Richard Linkletter. Yeah. It's uh, written by Eric Bogosian. Play. Yeah, thank you, Eric Bogosian. I couldn't remember the name for a second there. It's super intense, and it doesn't feel real in any way whatsoever. It doesn't mean that it's bad. It feels totally staged. I mean, because, of course, it's based And on the, the setting is a corner store. A gas station Which, quick stop, basically. It's yeah, Clerks. It's like Listen, clerks seriously, if, it's Clerks if Clerks was a drama. Right. Yeah, nobody's really funny in this. There's funny moments. There, There's not, annoying like, moments. Come There's on, like, everybody, huh. everybody who's funny in this is actually annoying. Yes. Their character oh, who is, is the girl who annoying. does her little stage play that's so filthy and so disturbing. <laughs> and I'm not approved, but I was like, good god. Uh, yeah, f everything. Yeah, that was awful. Um, and, and there's some actors in here like, okay, Jace Bartok is the rock and roll singer who makes it. And he's on his way back to his hometown to see his friends. I thought he was just terrible. I couldn't. I don't think he could act a lick. Yeah, he just seems he seems a bit wooden in this. Yeah, or like milk toast. Not wooden. Milk toast. Just like flavorless. And uh, you know what? I love the, you know I love what? The hold on, argument. hold on. According to the plot, he was a folk singer. Nikki Cat dropped it that he's a folk singer. And why do you guys? want to hang out with this folk singer that made it big so now he's like some goo goo dolls sounding rock guy uh, exactly that's exactly the idea i had in my head I right he was like so he comes back and it's to- it's actually i think it's appropriate casting then because he plays it milk toast he plays it like ugh, that day old wet oatmeal yeah. sitting on hey, the counter buddy how's it going all right cool cool all right well let's just go do this thing you know that kind of like I knew, you know, you knew guys like that in high school that were so, like, laid back. Like, do you have any fire, any passion? Are you funny in any way whatsoever? You just you just kind of are. Yeah, man, it's just, you know, I don't want to ruffle any feathers. Just kind of go through the day, you know. Just let it flow, man. Just let it flow. Let it be. You're like, shut up! <laughs> so Giovanni Rabisi is our main focus. He's Jeff. And he's, uh, what's the term? He hates spinning everything? Spinning his wheels. He's spinning his wheels because he's miserable that he's stuck. He's comfortable in being stuck. Uh, yeah, well, I've been well, like that. There's this Changing thing. is a lot of work, and he's afraid of it. At the same time, he's annoyed by it, too. But there's this thing that we all do. We're all guilty of it. Uh, every, you know the term hater, right? We're, we've all been haters of something. And Giovanni yeah. Ribisi's character is a hater. He just hates everything. And sometimes his words as written, ring true about context that's in the movie, but for the most part, he's just really comfortable being negative. Happiness and misery. Yeah, and that's why he's in this rut, and it's not even like he's gonna get out of the rut. What's he gonna do, get naked? Yes, yes, that's exactly what he does. Spoiler alert, Giovanni Ribisi's little Ribisi. You can see it. 
in this movie. That's his big... I think I saw that, a different version than you, because I don't remember that at all. Yeah, he. that's his big scene. He just drops his... He's like, I'm getting naked because, you know. And then he does it, and then, woohoo! All right, good. Glad you got that off your chest and legs. And, <laughs> off your pants. <laughs> I guess. And there's there's always the idiot friend. Sometimes they have some sage advice. Sometimes they're just full-on idiots. These movies always have the dumb best friend. You know, their their version of Kelso from that 70s show. Are you talking Steve Zahn? I am talking Steve Zahn. His stupidity is so frustrating sometimes, but then when he says something that makes sense, you're just like, okay, great, but it seems kind of inconsistent with the character. Well, it's undercut by his nonsense. Yes. So, yeah, this is the big problem. I, Eric Bogosian's really good at playwriting and words but it's like everybody's uh, poet <laughs> everybody it's it's like the opposite kevin smith kevin smith has one singular voice for his characters so every time you watch clerks everybody has an indistinguishable poet voice i've mentioned this before it's like listening to shakespeare but a dumb slacker version but this is a different kind this is like theater arts performance grit yeah monologue time yeah that's their little yeah and it just never feels real because people tend not to there are some people in every group that don't really say anything at all they just respond they don't have anything really to say they just respond but it seems like every single person here has these huge moments and that's not how people are no so i tried to get along with this movie when it came out and then tried revisiting it and stuff but Is it worth watching? I'm a huge Nicky Cat fan, though. I'm going to say this. In Days of Confused and Suburbia, every time he does anything, I'm just just captured by it. He um, has just this dark pull in his uh, um, repertoire, I guess, uh, of talents. Uh, and I was a huge fan of him on Boston Public. Did you ever watch Boston Public? No, I don't watch a lot of TV. You're not you're not a TV guy, but he was the co-lead uh, for the first three seasons, and then when Fox realized their ratings were going down, I think they killed him off, or they stabbed him and took him out of the show or whatever, and I remember, and I've only ever done this once, I went, no! <laughs> I was like so distraught, because he was my favorite character. He's not a household name. He's not. He doesn't really seem to pop up that much oh he, he pops does, up all he, over the place and it's really in places I where seen we, him in a while, we don't but man he hammers it home we don't know we don't know it when he's in it like he was a school child in gremlins i remember him in v the tv show v you're right and he was steve Kuntz in the burbs he hasn't acted in three years that's a little disturbing what the hell maybe he's a producer uh maybe, maybe. yeah uh, yeah he actually did, he's got he one did credit behind the candelabra the sitter he was uh, uncredited in the dark knight and the, okay you know what before that actually he does do a lot of good stuff there's death proof planet terror the brave one some other stuff here i want to see what he's produced no he's only produced a short back in 1999 where's nicky cat <laughs> Well, he's out there somewhere. He always tends to pick decent projects, you know? Yeah, well, Way of the Gun. You know, we were discussing that right. movie, what, last year or the year before, and he's very good in that movie playing off Tay Diggs. No, he's very um, very he's, straight, very actually imposing. I, I'm hoping that he chose to stop acting and that his work didn't drop, because even up till the end, he's still doing theatrical stuff. It must be a personal choice. Yeah, well, he might have made good investments with his earnings and so he doesn't really need you know acting is a lot of waiting william cat is his cousin oh really interesting yeah wow hollywood small circle 
<laughs> right. So, so Suburbia, worth a watch, I guess, once, if you're curious. Uh, and if you like stage plays, even though this isn't a stage, this is actually shot with camera angles and whatever. Slightly entertaining, I would say, because of the, the wacky, eccentric characters. The topical the nature of it, I, I would say a lot of these, I would say it has a lot to do with mental illness. There is a twist about three quarters of the way into this movie that flips the movie into a different direction. And I got to tell you, it's one of the most stress-inducing, screwy, just you never know where it's going. You think one way and all of a sudden it switches and it switches again. And it's mind-boggling that it goes in that direction all of a sudden after just a bunch of like arguing and just hanging out. And it, 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 it does. Yeah, there, it's a movie of debate. It's a movie of debate. It's it's a stressful movie of debates. And then what you're talking about? There's so much debating. And what, what is the guy AJ Nadu? Um, I really like his performance in this movie. And he's like the only guy that's sane. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. And that's this is, leads into the next movie too. These. T- these two films are actually about depression and mental illness. Yeah. Major themes in these two movies. The next one being Empire Records. The staff of Empire Records had the coolest jobs on earth. Do you think the story is already written? Or do you think a bold and courageous act can change the course of history? Something happened to me last night in Atlantic City. Did you win anything? No, I did not. But Lucas blew it. Everyone knew it. You want to buy Empire? Well, that's a good thing, right? <laughs> the money is gone. Where's it going to? I think it's recirculating. I'm turning this into a music town? I have to pay for what Mr. Brilliant here did. Now, five friends have one day to decide what to do with the rest of their lives. AJ loves Corey, not the whole story. Today is the day that I'm going to tell Corey how I feel about her. That I, uh, love her. Yeah. That is so sweet. I think I'm going to barf. Corey wants Rex first time at sex. I will offer myself to Rex Manning. Ah! Mark's raging mad. Best day he's had. Deb shaved her head and made out she was dead. I tried to kill myself with a lady bit. Gina did it again, this time to a friend. You get smarter the shorter your skirt gets. Want to know more? Check out the store. Empire Records open until midnight. This is Mark. Midnight! Empire Records. What is wrong with you people? Rock and roll. Coming to rock your world this fall. You know what's shocking about Empire Records is that it had three huge hits off of it. The album was a massive success, and the movie got like half a million dollars, I think. What? No. Half a million? I'm looking this up right now, but I'm pretty sure it got a minimal release. It got delayed. It was supposed to be released summer of 95, and it got pushed back to October of 95, and I think it only got released on about 250 screens. I remember eagerly awaiting for this. I don't understand what Warner Brothers was thinking when they have an album that's getting tons of promotion. They have three, I think, you know, probably top 20 hits, and, you know, and then they're just like, we're just going to dump it. We, we got, this, this isn't going to go well. And then it becomes this huge hit on video, and I, it, my brain hurts just thinking about why would you make this decision that were you mad at regency for producing it i don't get it do you hate live tyler yeah so it's a day in the life of a record shop that's going to close and be bought out by a major a record store chain what got me thinking this is interesting this is 1995 and by the year 2000 that's five years from 1995 just because i can do math store chains started to wane they started to get hit by the internet the internet having music readily available either through mail order or illegal downloads in 95 no i feel like that the year 2000 another... the year 2000 oh year 2000 sorry i must have missed that i'm looking at this i want to say this real quick it made three hundred thousand dollars okay wow that's not a lot of money yeah i know right crazy so record chains by the year 2000 
were starting to really get hit. 2001, that they're going to be bought out. I'm just thinking like, oh, that's not going to be a very long <laughs> time that that record store is going to have if it's bought out by this other big chain. So... Because the chain is going to fold. The chain is, yeah, the... is basically Tower Records. Right. What also happened with video stores, you know, the mom and pop shops got either pushed out or Netflix. they got bought up. Yeah. yeah. And, well, it, it, before that, though, it became Hollywood Video and Blockbuster. And then when Hollywood Blockbuster added too much debt and Netflix came in and just, like, knocked them out, you know, it, it, that's when all the video stores started going down. If it had remained mom and pop shops, they probably still would be a decent amount around. Same thing with record stores. And, and when you look around now, the only things surviving are these little mom and pop shops. Yep. Yeah, because they're boutique now. They're specialty. Yeah. So, they're not, so if you that, buy 50 copies of a movie, you're doomed anyway. I mean, this is ridiculous. Oh, right. Yeah. So that this this got me just thinking about the irony of that. And they couldn't predict it then. Like, Oh, in, in less than 10 years, this record store is going to be out of business. That was something I noted this time watching. The other thing I said earlier was mental illness. There's so much going on. Depression, anxiety, suicide attempts. I'm thinking, uh, I'm looking at, I'm thinking about all the characters. Okay, so Anthony LaPaglia, of course, is under a lot of stress, you know, trying to save the store. And then Rory Cochran's character has really screwed up, and he's under a lot of stress. There's one character in all of this who seems to be not bothered in any way whatsoever, and it's Ethan Embry's character, who I, in fact, might, he might be a little touched in the head. He doesn't seem, oh, I think, he doesn't seem well. I think, yes, well, there's the brownie scene, and Guar, he has a hallucination that Guar wants him in the, in the <laughs> <Yeah>. band. <laughs> Also, this time I noticed that uh, Otis Urungus's member was oddly blurred out. Really? When was this? Yeah, in the Gwar scene, oh. the lead singer of Gwar, Otis Urungus, he's got this big phallus, and it's actually just blurred out in this weird circle blur thing. So it's like eight circles on top of each other <laughs> lengthwise. It's just really strange. I'm like, what? Okay, I guess uh, that's the best blur that they could do? And it's just so out of place. It's very strange. They should have just let it be. You know, because of this movie in High Fidelity, I still dream of having like a little record shop. I'm, I'm lying, by the way. I want a really big record shop, but I know they won't survive. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, stores like this, in movies, they always seem lots more fun. But in real life, having been a, a clerk at a video store, if you had fun, if you were the personality of the store, which I was, that was looked down upon. It was, do your job. I want you to put 50 videotapes on the wall in five minutes. And Every time I dropped that snack, I mean, it was ridiculous. They're always like, uh, I'm just going to take 10. No, take all of them. There's like 35 there. Uh, just take them all. Get out there and go ahead. And do, uh, but I can't, and then you hear tapes flying everywhere. <laughs> no, I was really good at it, by the way. No, I was like, you want me to do it? You want, okay, fine, I'll do it. And I did it. And I just it was either like it was like a point of like up yours. See how this is, and everybody else t goes back like 10 trips for my one. And you guys you got, are saying you got I'm range not... though, dude. You got some good arms. You're taller than me. I'm not. You're no right. Shorty. That's the deal. I have really long arms. That's the deal. So I have this big stack of videotapes just to the middle of my forehead from my my hand. So that's really a, a high stack, and that takes everybody else like. Five or six trips back and forth, and it takes me one. <laughs> when they asked you to get the videotapes, did you respond, say no more, money more? <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're done in the same amount of time that I am, but they're doing many trips, so it looks like they're busier. And so ah. I get reprimanded. You see what I'm saying? I get reprimanded. Yeah. That's moves. dumb. I'm, but, ah, 
It's not smart. I, I don't know. No, no, not on your part. On their part, they knew what they were doing. Clever Blockbuster's people. Blockbuster's a jerk. <laughs> okay, so this movie, basically, it's about you know, uh, like you said, it's being taken over by a major corporation. But a big point of the movie is the fact that Morgan Cochran gambled it all away, the deposit money, yep. and they're screwed. And that's not that's not part of the mental illness plots. No. No. Well, Liv Tyler's character is just messed up. And then you got, um, uh... Robin Tooney? Robin Tooney from The Craft, yeah. Which, she's hardly recognizable with her head shaved like that. Both characters have severe emotional problems. I feel like a lot of Robin Tooney's character was cut out. And I'm looking at this, and it says, When the film was finished, Warner Brothers took it away from the director and cut 40 minutes of film and removed three significant characters. Yeah, Tobey Maguire was in it. What? Yeah, he was cut out. And How did you know this? Is this in the, the DVD? Because I've only seen, like, the digital version. No, it's in the IMDb garbage but there's a remix there's a remix version of the movie which a lot of people hate and it has 16 minutes reinserted into the film i haven't seen that i've only got the regular old theatrical release the laser disc version (laughs) the ced video disc oh gosh no the beta for life (laughs) yeah so this movie has a lot of okay I shouldn't like this movie. Almost everything about this movie says, Andrew, you shouldn't like this. This is a bunch of dumb nonsense. But I watch it, and every time I'm just like, it's... It's all right. It's okay. The thing that bothered me about this last viewing is I truly like started to notice like, man, they stopped for a lot of song moments. Like this uh-huh. was like right. um, MTV filled with like, you know, like this should have been an MTV film where they just basically did songs and then around that they have acting. It's not a musical, but it's something in that. Direction. Yeah, they stopped. You open this store with like picking an M&M. You get whatever color that is matched to the person who's ruling the M&M picker thing. And you get your song. All right. So, there you go. You have a dance around the store cleaning montage. Rest of the movie starts. There's acting bits. There's drama and dilemma. And then there's a mid-morning scene in which I've got this song to play for you. They put it back on the thing, and now you've got a cleaning some more around the store montage. (laughs) They do this a couple three times or so yeah and at the time i was an acdc fan but not like a huge fan i didn't really know anything more than like you know the latest cds but i don't think i've ever listened to anything from bond scott besides highway to hell and then i was like if you want blood you've got it this this song's great i've never heard this song before that's my favorite scene but still it's another stop let's play some music let's have them dance around it, it kind of holds up the movie yeah this movie has a lot of musical stutters subplots or, or tangential plots you have this kid robbing the store goes by the name Warren Beatty gets kicked out comes back with a gun only to be hired <laughs> that's actually a fun bit of the movie I enjoy that bit of the movie Robin Tooney is depressed Liv Tyler wants to be deflowered by uh, Maxwell Caulfield's character who is an aging like Leaf Garrett type guy yeah. or David Cassidy yeah I was thinking was more David Cassidy as a kid. It's, um, it's disturbing how unbelievably handsome he is like epic level of handsomeness uh, I was like oh Oh, my, is he, like, drawn? Is he CGI? Because nobody looks like that. 
<laughs> well, that's why he's yeah. cast as this character. But he's also washed up has-been. And Liv Tyler wants to beat a flower by him. She's 17, so wherever they are, she's legal. And he doesn't go for it and breaks her stupid heart because she's an idiot in the movie. Her character is No, I idiot. thought he did go for it, but he did it like in a such a like uh, cold fashion. He's like, all right, no, where are no, we going to no. do this? Going to get this going? No. He's like, you want to do this? I hope you like blue cheese. <laughs> he's eating food. He shakes up a blue cheese bottle. Blue cheese. Does that mean he's going to put blue cheese I on I don't food? know what that means. Oh, but it boy. turns her off immensely and <laughs> she runs out all upset and I love that scene because he's like you're dumb I don't need I don't want you no she's also really trying to come on way too strong like she's some little porno virgin whore character you know that's how she's yeah. playing it portraying and she it she really I mean, treats Renee Zellweger's that. character like crap I mean it's your choice to do what, whatever you want with your body and then she just makes her feel like she's a whore you know and it's like I thought it was kind of a, a well, cool that's moment later yes that's the big friendship drama, but Zellweger then goes and beds the pop star. So there is truth, but it's not necessarily truth. I mean, it's not my choice to go sleep around, but it's hers. And I guess it's it's her being a jerk to her friend. I mean, she did it deliberately because she could. That's true. There's that. In the end, everything comes out okay. Oh, no, you ruined the movie! I don't like the soundtrack very much. I do like some of the soundtrack. I still to this day love Gin Blossoms. And when bands are really huge like they were, I can't, I don't, can't. you know, the jangle rock kind of music, I kind of liked, except for Counting Crows. I hated them with an unwavering passion. And then they just disappear. They, they go somewhere, and I don't know where they go, like some mystical universe where they're still appreciated. It doesn't hurt the fact that my sister was really big into what you would call jangle rock. Just tons of that music playing all the time where I was more of like a hard rocker. But I gotta tell you, you, you throw some Gin Blossoms on, I'm good. I'll listen to it. I'll listen to some Goo Goo Dolls if you got it going. I just can't. I can't do the Jim Blossoms. Their voice, man. On the soundtrack, this sucks. There's a song by the band The The. This is the day. The movie almost ends on it. It ends on it. The movie does yeah. end on it. Everything's cool. And this really amazing song, This is the Day, what comes is, on. What and is the then one with um, I've it, Never Met a Girl Like You Before? Was that in this movie or is that Pulp Fiction? Yes, that's okay. in this movie. But This is the Day it gets abruptly faded out to favor a Jen Blossom's outro credit thing. Which just sucks, because you just let that song be. It's a great song. Just let <laughs> it be. And then Jen Blossom's I got the same thing with Not Can't cool, Hardly man. Wait, which is another teen hanging out movie. The soundtrack is pretty pedestrian, like pretty terrible, like of the moment kind of music. Also, but then they have also the with Ethan. The replacements at the end, you're just like, oh. Ethan Embry's in that. Correct. That's a tie-in with Interesting this. moment is, I think Empire Records is the last movie where he was uh, credited as Ethan Randall. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, because earlier on in his career as a child actor, he was Ethan Randall. Dutch. That's the only one I know he was in. Uh, Dutch, far off place. Evolver, which is about a robot that comes alive and tries to kill people. I watched last year for our robot episode. It's not good. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think this is the last movie where he was credited as Ethan Randall and changed to Ethan Embry. He's actually a really good actor after he stopped playing the cutesy boy characters. Once he started yeah, he a gets darker. he gets rough. When he, yeah. yeah, when he gets rough, you're like, whoa, what? I actually think he's a good actor as a cutesy boy character, but he just turned into a man. It's like that Anthony Michael Hall thing. He turned yeah, into yeah, a yeah, man, yeah. and the man thing being stubble, <laughs> he got stubble, lost some of his hair, and so he shaved his head and got stubble. The dude is just, he's still boyish, but at the same time manly, so it's yeah. a weird dichotomy there, and he can play gritty pretty well. The other actor in this I want to talk about real quick is Maxwell Caulfield. Maxwell Caulfield was a guy who was just like kind of a flash in the pan with Grease 2, which was a huge 
flop. Did a few things after that that were theatrical released. And then he like disappeared and, and then he came back with this movie and you're just like, where the hell has he been? But there's a movie that he did in 1985 directed by Penelope Spheris where him and Charlie oh. Sheen are like these spoiled little like rich boys. Boys and Next Door. Go, yeah, Boys Next Door is disturbing because there's a little bit of heart in Charlie Sheen's character. His character just kind of goes along for the ride, but he doesn't know how to stop this ride. Maxwell Caulfield has this weird disconnect. Like there's nothing really human in him. Like he was pretending to be a human and then he just let it go. And he's terrifying in that movie. And that's probably his best performance and really the only thing besides Empire Records that's noteworthy. He was also in Waxwork 2. Was he? He was, was he in playing Waxwork He was too? in the Alien this. spoof. Oh, right. Not a good role. It's just, it's it's a fun, no, entertaining movie. He's but. just doing a job. That's all it is. Yeah. It's not, nah, it's just a bit. But Empire Records, I, I'm not going to say watch it, but if you want to, do it. The you soundtrack won't hate yourself. Is, it's, it's, no, it's entertaining. You it's, you know, know what? It's it's on par with Can't Hardly Wait. And it's weird because LB likes Can't Hardly Wait all right. And I like Empire Records all right. But I kind of can't stand Can't Hardly Wait. And she absolutely cannot stand Empire Records. <laughs> but they're I like love, the same. I love Can't Hardly Wait. I've seen this movie so many times. So um, have I, and that's why I, I can't the, stand it anymore. I, I know. I'm sorry. Empire Records is okay. I'll watch it every few years. It's like, right? It's okay. Yeah. It's nothing I hate about it. Of it's the not... four movies we've discussed, I would say Dazed is the only one that you absolutely have to see. Yes. Wildlife has some things. It's an anomaly. Empire Records. Okay, honestly, because we're so far away from the 90s now, watch it for your 90s nostalgia. What I think about is if Wildlife hadn't been such a, a mixed bag, I don't think Cameron Crowe would have taken the time off and then worked so hard on Say Anything and Singles. Singles, uh, another movie about people hanging out, but they're not teenagers. Urgh. Or, nope. or, you know, just post oh, they, Well, they don't have to be teen movies, but it's a kick around young days. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. That's the 20-something slacker Gen X guys. Well, the one thing I'll say about Suburbia is it's like this post-high school, sometimes post-college, like, well, what now? You know, I don't... Yeah. I, I went through all of this. I thought there was supposed to be an answer at the end of it, and there isn't. I'm in the same place, but now I owe a lot of money. And naked. So, uh, I found myself <laughs> naked a few times in college, but not afterwards. Oh, I, Giovanni Rubisi's naked. Is <laughs> I watched uh, Penelope Spheris is uh, 83 Suburbia as well. Just just to see. Yeah, yeah. That's not, that's not bad. I don't mind it. That's a rough movie. Yeah, it is. But I've watched it again before not... I watched the other Suburbia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bunch of punks and flea Is it kind of disappointing that Penelope Spheris' 80s filmography is 10 times more entertaining than her 90s? The minute she did Wayne's World, it changed her career and for the worst. Yeah, but Wayne's World and Wayne's World 2 were pretty good. Well, she didn't do Wayne's World 2. She decided to do Beverly Hillbillies instead while Steven Surjek uh, did Wayne's World 2. Well, okay. Okay, you get Steve what I'm Surgic saying, though. is a Kids in the Hall director. Gotcha. I think it's funny that I we mentioned Penelope Spheris twice, and yet we didn't yeah. actually discuss the movie. <laughs> Maybe we should just do an episode. Like, I would love to discuss, like, Decline of the Western Civilization movies. Suburbia, Boys Next Door, and... Well, we already did Dudes, though. We can't discuss that again, but... Can't do Dudes. Ah. All right, well, I think we're done. You guys figure out if we recommend it. Listen to the show again. Okay. <laughs> Catch you later, Michael. It's casual. Yes. No. Yes. No. Oh, yeah. No. Wow.